Another hit from from WapLow.com. Let's get it all in perspective For all y'all enjoyment A song y'all can step with Y'all appointed me to bring rap justice But I ain't 5-0 Y'all know it's Nas, yo What's good, FML? We are back with another episode of House Call on Blessing Radio And today, this one has been long overdue I got a very special guest My boy Coach Rome. Coach Jerome, a.k.a. Romy Rome from the Pick 6 Podcast. How you feeling? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm feeling good. A little beat up, but I'm, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you guys don't know, this is this is straight out of the locker room post-game of his uh, first wildcard game of this cycle versus uh, DZ. Um, and we're going to kind of get that out the way and go ahead and, you know, talk about that. And then we'll get into a little bit more about, you know, Coach Jerome and the Buccaneers here. But, um, Man, that give me your thoughts, just your raw thoughts on that game. You know, what 31 7? Yeah, 31 to 7, yeah. So yeah. um it's weird because like you know how sometimes you feel like when you when you when you start a game, it kind of feels like nothing is going your way from the get-go. I kind of mm-hmm. I felt like that. Um, but I wasn't trying to let it like overwhelm me too much because I was trying to try to at least get the game manageable like in, into what I was able to do versus DZ uh, when we tied week week 15 I think it is because yeah. um, that game was back and forth um, at one point I think I was up 24-14 in that game and then Love fumbled which ironically he fumbled in this game too once I started to get some yep. momentum but uh, yeah it just uh, you know he got me off the field real quick on my first drive um, he scored on his and his offensive line was like beating me up um and I tried to respond, but it just seemed like all game love had pressure in his face, even from a three-man front, which is crazy. Right. Um, that he was getting pressure like that. So uh, balls were coming out late, um, you know, they or they were underthrown or overthrown severely. There was a couple of really bad overthrows that he had. I felt like it was I was playing with love um, from when I first got him when he was exactly. like seventy. <laughs> when he was like seventy-four overall. That's that's what yeah. it felt like, honestly. Uh, but DZ did a great job. Um, I, he he kind of threw some new things at me that I wasn't ready for at all. Like just some some random RPO plays, but he would change the routes on them and stuff like that. And so it, it, it was very smart by him. He did a really good job, um, but it, it, it definitely didn't do me any favors that <laughs> Love was Love was doing his thing uh, or not doing his thing, I should say. Man, and and I can totally agree with that. I just played DZ maybe two two weeks ago. And that's the game plan. You're going into a DZ game. Is you, you want to control the rock. You know, don't let the game get out of hand. And the way that he sets up his pass rush schemes, and we're, this is this is no random fact. Everybody knows this. The way that he sets up his pass rush scheme, whether he's spreading the guys out, sending, sending one more guy than you're blocking, or whatever the case may be, that blitz is coming in from somewhere. And so he gets those, he gets those, uh, you know the quarterback animation fumbles where you, you're kind of trying to throw out of a sack right um, yeah because they close in on the quarterback fast he's, he's got fast guys on his team and it, it ends up in that fumble that turns into a touchdown and that 
basically puts you completely out of the game plan that you came in with. Um, so that's what I saw today. Um, and like you said, Jordan Love looked like he went back to uh, the first season, Jordan Love, where he kind of couldn't handle the pressure well. He, he kind of looked like a, a college quarterback, you know, <laughs> in accuracy and, and all that stuff. But it, it's growing pains, man. This is a this is actually a good season for the Bucks this year, um, which we'll kind of get into in a little bit. The, you know, I, I think out of all of the coaches in FML, Coach Jerome and, and the Buccaneers have been kind of this enigma. It's kind of like, are they really, really good? Are they really bad? You know, we don't know because of the, the growing pain that you went through with, with the Buccaneers. So um, would you consider this season a success or what, what would you what would you say this season was? Uh, well, so after the first season, which I don't know if, if everybody remembers this correctly or not, but, uh, you know, the first season I went 11 and 6. Uh, I had the best divisional record. I was five and one. Um, and uh, Bubba, who's no longer with us, he won the division with the Falcons by like I think two games or so. And myself yeah. and Aponte, we were tied. Um, so ever since, I, I mean, I once I didn't make it that season at eleven and six, I like I really wanted to get to get it like bad. Um, and mm-hmm. in the off season, there was a lot of a lot of moves that I was making, mostly just because. I knew that if I didn't do it now, I would have to do it the next season. And I kind of wanted to get like a head start on on the rebuild process because um, I had a lot of people coming up on contracts. Brady was about to retire, possibly. Um, And so I knew that I needed a a quarterback now, which is crazy because the guy that uh, (laughs) I got my quarterback from right now, I'm speaking to. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, you know, I made the move to, to give up Mike Evans to get love it was a move that I was very I was hesitant at first because I was like damn I'm about to lose Mike that's that's gonna hurt me big time I was like well I still got pieces I think I'll be okay um so I you know grabbed love put Brady on the bench as, as like insurance in case love ever got hurt um mm-hmm. and I made a couple of more moves to, to better the team defensively um because the secondary is already pr- well put together but after looking at my schedule and just seeing how well the first few games were going with Love, I knew that that season was kind of, a, it was more so dedicated to him developing, right? So like, yeah. if I made playoffs, great. If I didn't, okay, like, I'm not gonna be heartbroken. It Obviously it sucks not to, to get there because I feel like everybody's goal should be get, you know, get to get to the championship, get to the playoffs, right? right. You want, you want right. to compete. And I, I'm not one of those guys that likes to tank or, or likes to have losing seasons. So, um, but weeks one through nine, man, I think that's the toughest schedule I ever had in season Yeah, two. you had a gauntlet, man. Yeah, and so um, that's when I just kind of realized, like, all right, my focus is love. If I win these games, great. But I gotta, I gotta get him right, um, especially since my offense is 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 missing. You know, Antonio Brown retired uh mike evans was traded i got <laughs> i got ronald jones the x factor but, but um not much help I, I traded for brandon Ayuk to try to get some some other wide receiver talent nobody wanted to trade wide receivers after i gave up um big mike so yeah uh yeah so i was like all right well we're gonna figure this out um so then after that yeah this this season i feel like was probably the most challenging to me um because I started off one and four, 
but I made some trades in the offseason to help better the team after I think I went 6-11 and 11 last season. Mm-hmm. So, started off 1-4. I'm like, all right, I can't, this can't happen again. Like, And I was losing to teams that I don't think I'd normally lose to. Um, but my one of my biggest flaws, I think, as a coach is I play really well against top users. But when I play people yeah. that are kind of in the <laughs> mediocre category, I start to play down a little bit. And, yeah, uh, and it's not like I get blown out, but it's like I put myself in situations where I end up having to come back or whatever the case may be. But uh, completely agree with that. Yeah, so started off one and four. I remember I had to play Saints, who uh, you know across the league may not be great, but um, inside the division he's pretty sneaky. He he plays a Ponte really close. Um, he's beaten Jada a few times already. Um, and he beat me once during the second season, uh, and then again this season actually towards the end. But yeah, yeah um, Coach Prime is another team that's he's an enigma. You don't really know. I feel like he's he's bluffing. He's been bluffing the last two seasons. I feel like he has more than what he what he really puts out there. But when he really really wants to beat a division rival, he can do it because I've he plays us. I feel like way tougher than he plays everybody else, and it, yeah. you, you can see it too. Like. He's making better reads. He's playing defense better. I'm like, where has this person been? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I so I had him, and that was kind of a confidence boost, right? Because I won that game. And what's crazy to me is I just switched my playbook that game too, and I was like, okay, this feels better because it kind of fit more of my scheme. I I was playing with Buffalo from season one all the way through season two, um, and I felt like losing Brady. Big Mike, AB, all that, right? It just yeah. it, didn't, it didn't feel the same. Like I felt like I couldn't do a lot of the things that I normally wanted to do. So I changed it up. And then I think I played you, um, a few other teams. I can't remember everybody exactly, but I know I had Taco Malibu. Uh, I had I had a, a tough a tough uh, tough go down the stretch, and I was just able to at least keep myself in there, right? And there was games that that felt mm-hmm. like. Uh, even though I was down 10 or down two possessions, it wasn't out of reach for me and I was able to get it done. I had a game versus Malibu that was miraculous. I don't even know how that happened um, with that yeah. that catch <laughs> that Godwin had. But I just felt like starting one and four, I had nothing else to, to lose. I felt like um, I just, you know, like I said, I had a season where I missed playoffs then I had a development season for love. Like, okay like it's it's time to stop focusing on development it's time to to, to get where i want to be and so yeah uh and, go ahead sir. that's one of those things too that's one of those things is is because i was there i was at the same spot i had love sitting on my bench and rogers getting old still asking for these one-year contracts and i'm like you know you either go down the road of rebuilding now or do you keep your your old vet quarterback that you know can do something and like you're seeing it you went through a whole season of trying to grow this quarterback and go through different changes and so now now the people are asking like are the bucks really good or are they really bad and so <laughs> i think from here on out though and we're going to see an upward trend i think from here on out we're going to see the bucks kind of be more of a consistent you know com- you know competitor right now you know the first two seasons everybody's still trying to figure stuff out but i think from this season on we're going to start to really see the trends kind of separate, you know, from who's really, really good and who's really, really bad. Um, That's usually how it goes, too. Um, yeah. We start to so, kind of see that happen. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, guys like you, Prime, not to put you all to the same boat, but <laughs> Prime, you know, even even um, Billy Baker in the, in the Eagles over there uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, they those guys is going to be either put up or shut up coming in the next few seasons. But um, Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like Cowboys put himself in that position, right? Like he's, exactly. he's in a situation where he didn't have to rebuild, but he kind of wants to, so... Um, yep, it's a crossroad, man. So it is. You know, we're seeing you come up out of it, but you know him. I think he next year is a big proving season for him to see if he's really a bum or not. But I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but you know, going back to the Buccaneers though, this season I think some of your toughest games, the biggest challenge that you had was dealing with uh, Jordan Love and how he handles pressure. You know, he seems to he used to do a whole lot of inaccuracies. Yeah. A lot better this season, but with the inaccuracies and kind of losing games by those types of turnovers, like, what do you think is the the missing piece, and what's kind of the plan moving forward with the Buccaneers into next season? Um, so, well, the plan is to get back here, right? Like, to get back to the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's the plan. Um, it, it's gonna be a tough road ahead. Obviously, I've had the second place schedule every season, so I'm gonna have it again next season. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, the games are spread out like they were this this season, not like last one. But uh I feel like I've always been somebody that likes to spread spread the rock, right? I don't really have like a go-to force it type of guy. Um and I think mm. we we've seen that the first few seasons like even when I had AB, Chris Godwin and Mike, like everybody had rough like around the same numbers him Gronk. Um, yeah. Godwin had a good season for me this year, though. Uh, I felt like I didn't get to use Duvernay enough. I feel like if I can really start to develop a better pass the game, um, I think I think that'll be a big, big uh, jump up for me because I really love to run the ball, right? <laughs> so, and Ronald Jones, don't don't get me wrong, Ronald Jones had an amazing season. I think he was a, a bigger piece than you may even realize, but he would convert third and short or you know the second and ten he would convert that stuff and extend your drives and that's kind of what got you into these dog fights ronald jones is the man and uh, we're gonna be looking out for him next season too yeah but, um, i can attest to that too because not so much this game right because i felt i kind of was down um at least 14 early on but when i played yeah. easy the first time ronald jones had like back-to-back 30-yard games on the first two possessions and then from there, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to run. Um, I did the same thing when I played Waltz, right? And Waltz had a, a really good season last season when he made the NFC championship. But this season, he kind of struggled. But when I played him, I felt like I could just run all day. And I, like, I didn't need to throw. Um, and so the, it's great that I was able to develop Ronald Jones the first season because I feel like he's definitely helped me out big time when love is struggling or when I'm struggling oh, to yeah. like, make reads. Um, He's kind of been that security blanket, kind of like how Etienne was for, for Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Right. Like, you know, you never really, your completion percentage skyrocketed, you know, simply because of how effective Ronald Jones has been. And, yeah. um, you know, with you spreading out the ball, I don't know if you're missing those receivers that can get separation or what, but um, I think the trend is going to continue to go up in the next season. It's just, 
like you said, it depends on that schedule, and it, it, it depends on, you know, what love want to do. But Yeah, well, and me, too. I got to be a little bit more consistent because uh, there's been a few times this season. I think I was on, like, a six-game win streak, and then I lost to Kev, which was tough. Um, <laughs> and then after I lost to Kev, it just felt like I played really strong versus the top users, and then I started to play down. Um, it was kind of like an up-and-down trend as the season uh, yeah. went forward. Um but I, I could like I could even feel a difference in the games that I felt locked in for, um, and so to me, like I just need to be more consistent. I need to lock in every game, um, and just focus up. I think J Dub talking as much as he did when I was one and four kind of helped me a little bit because I'm like, yeah. I've known J Dub for a long time. He's never yeah. been good since I joined. <laughs> he was good, like I think, at the tail end of when I joined, and then after that he never he never beat me so the fact that he beat me when i was 0-1 i feel like kind of got me going um and so yeah <laughs> that Man, I, I completely completely feel you when you say that because one first of all we're in the nfc so i know guys in the afc gonna say the nfc is not tougher but it, it's on paper like this, the nfc is rough and so like when you get these games let alone you get division games that everybody plays you tougher in. You got that mixed into, um, you know, it leads into stacked up games. You can go four or five weeks playing playoff opponents, four through five. Even guys that don't make the playoffs, they're, they've been known to beat playoff guys. So it's like there's really no breaks in the schedule. So you, you kind of got to find, uh, you either got to be locked in every game or you got to find some type of motivation to kind of, grind yeah. out the regular season and it's it's, so. it's not a knock to the AFC but I feel like for them they have gaps in a way like you, you just Big talked gaps. about you know you need to lock in every game but I feel like in the AFC there's games where it's like oh okay like if I lose this one no big deal right because right. we had our seventh, our seventh team which was me would have been the number three team over there uh, record wise so I just, exactly. Even the teams out of the playoffs for them, I feel like uh, can can compete for sure. But it, it definitely feels like there's a little bit of a lapse um, of who who you're playing user wise um, between the AFC and NFC. For sure, and, and it is what it is. You know, that's just kind of how how the team selection worked out, how the callers worked out. Um, but man, it, it's rough over in the NFC for the next <laughs> several seasons. I'm gonna say. Yeah. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, man, and then we'll get back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by God, the Most High. And I have a brief message that I want to share with you all. It comes from Proverbs 14.30. It says that a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And that's basically saying be at peace with yourself, be at peace with your situation and never hate on another person. It's just not healthy and it certainly ain't cool. Bless up. What's good, fellas? We are back from the commercial break and I got the, the one and only Coach Jerome, AKA Roman Rome of the Pick Six Podcast. We were catching up with him after a pretty good season, I want to say. You know, I, I think he took the uh, team that missed the playoffs last year 
he got back in the playoffs this year and lost to one of the, the top contenders in the in the entire FML in DZ. Um, so yeah, man. So I, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. You know, we talked about the Bucks, we talked about the season, but you know, you wear many hats in the FML. You know, you you're an admin. You you on the Pick Six podcast. You're rebuilding a a, <laughs> a young Bucks team. You know, <laughs> it's a lot. You know, and on, from the admin side of it, you know, in FML, kind of give me some of the, the the pros and cons of being an admin and kind of what it takes to do that. Uh, man. So, I've been an admin for, this will be the third year, third cycle, uh, at least complete cycle. And there's a lot of pros, right? Like, I feel like, um, at least for me, Estrada and Malibu and Smooth, they've all been great and they've helped, like, me kind of network in certain certain times between different leagues, right? Like, getting to know people. Um, There's literally, there's a CFM app right now where we have media reps and the media reps kind of will give like articles or something about the season um and stuff like that and Malibu nominated me to do that which was great um and it's been tough because we we move so fast this cycle because it's tougher for me to go in there and be like oh this was the biggest score of this week or whatever the case may be but um just being able to network and when I first came in um not very many people in the league knew me. It was it was maybe Malibu, Taco, um, Smooth, and Jada. I think that was about it. Because I originally came from a league called TSFL. Uh, and that's how I met them. I knew Taco outside of this this stuff, right? And he brought me in. I met all yeah. of them through that. Uh, I came in for TDL for a very short period of time. There was a little bit of a disconnect, though. Because I was not available for the team selection. And I got replaced uh <laughs> fairly quickly Malibu knows knows about that but um He's one of them guys huh I I was oh, we'll keep it PG yeah. 13 but I was yeah. I was preoccupied <laughs> and I missed and I missed it and so I was replaced I eventually came back in and then um that was I think uh when FML was finally made up but um He's in the wrong war room huh Yeah That's good <laughs> and, and about maybe a few weeks later, three months later, it was towards the end of Madden 19. Malibu asked me if I wanted to be an admin. Um, and so that was, I felt like to me it was a big deal because at the time we had Walter as a co-commish between Estrada and Malibu. They really didn't have like a true admin. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, taking that on, I just, I really got to know everybody. It helped me be more, I was already active from the jump. Like once I got that opportunity, I felt like I was in chat every day. Um, yeah. But it, it's helped me, I feel like, build relationships um, it, through this community. Because we talk about FML, right? It's like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, if there are situations where people are going through problems, like, hey, I can't make this time. Hey, this person's giving me a hard time. Like, you you talk to those people in DM and they hit you up, right? And it helps you not only build, like, an admin to user relationship, but also kind of like a... Um, just like a coach-to-coach in FML relationship. And you end yeah. up doing stuff outside of that like a lot of us play warzone together and stuff like that so um those yeah, are those are some big cons the, the or pros i'm sorry the cons though i wouldn't say there's there's too many besides just um it can be tough sometimes especially <laughs> when we have conflicting schedules um yeah <laughs> or if you know so, somebody's gone for a, a little bit because they have they need to take a break for like vacation and then it kind of falls on you um 
and Smooth and I tackled that big time last season. Uh, both Malibu yeah. and Estrada, they had a lot going on on their end, like a lot. Um, sure. And so we just kind of stepped up to help relieve them of, the, of that stress, I think, towards the end of the cycle. And now we're all in it, you know, again um, this time. But it's definitely tough, especially when you got stuff going on. Everybody's got families and stuff like that. But um, Oh, yeah. I it, can imagine. It, yeah, it could, just, it could just be tough. Also, tough when you're getting added in the middle of your game or DM'd in the middle of your game for <laughs> admin-related stuff. Or oh, you, man. You, you got people who um, will kind of target certain people for, for rule violations and they'll look for anything, even if it's not a violation. And then you got to take yeah. the time to explain to them, no, it's not a violation, and this is why. And not everybody takes that the, the right way. Some guys get defensive about it. Luckily, a lot of those guys are no longer here. Um, so it hasn't right. happened as much. But that was definitely something that I feel like um, all the admins and commissions can attest to, that we were going through a period where uh, we were just getting DM'd about some of the wildest <laughs> stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's behind the scenes stuff that you know a lot of a lot of guys don't realize. That's why you know I've I've done the admin thing a long long time ago. You know on the Xbox side, and I know for a fact that it's certain stuff that you got to just be. It takes a certain person to do it. You know, it take a lot of patience, a lot of common sense, mm-hmm. and just kind of being able to 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 be that that scale, kind of even things out. But um, you got to you know, be biased, we on that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, like, and while we're here on that note, got to get your flowers, your smooths, flowers. Really, all the all the commission, the whole commission team is like, you know, a lot of you cats are very, very active in the FML, and a lot of guys will say this. I'm just kind of speaking for a lot of guys. That alone, just kind of being responsive, you know, being fair with a lot of the decisions and stuff like that. That's kind of one of the things that that makes FML what it is. And so, um, shoot, I remember when I was on the wait list, you know, you would kind of be, you know, straight up with me on where we at with it and, you know, different rules I had a question about, like that type of stuff adds up and, you know, kind of getting getting guys on the same page with what FML is about. So um, shout out to the, F, to the FML commiss team, admin, shout out to Jerome. That's what's up. I appreciate you. Yeah, it's, again, it could definitely be tough. I think the toughest thing we had to deal with was not one restart, but two restarts. Um, we had to restart in Madden 20 and then again in Madden 21. And both times it was around the same, <laughs> the same, the same advanced period. Like it was like either like season two or season three off season or season two off season. Um, and it, it was tough, especially, you know, having to repick teams, get everybody new logos. Um, Estrada does a great job with the graphics though. Um, just being able to get everybody in it. And, and you could tell, I feel like last season, a lot of the guys that have been here a long time, they're kind of just over it um, mm-hmm. because of the, the back-to-back restarts. It just seemed like everybody was ready for that cycle to be over and move on to the next one, um, which is tough yeah. because um, it's tough admin team-wise just being able to try and, I wouldn't say motivate, but kind of get everybody back to being active because um, it doesn't take much for people to start being unactive. Absolutely. In, in, inactive, yeah. And so... And I, I've seen that, you know, I've seen that firsthand, man. And, and that's like even when we had the, the little, the scare last draft when we thought the league was deleted. Oh. You know, 
the, the responsiveness of you guys and the, the communication and you know just you guys being active on the game and off the game to kind of fix stuff that kept the fire lit that kind of kept guys into it because like you said guys can burn out and drop off in a second if you go a couple of days without you know activity or something like that it, it's a machine and so it takes a good team and that's I think that's what separates FML um, so hopefully EA make it a little easier on us and we don't run into that type of stuff anymore but uh, <laughs> man I'm but, uh, I'm definitely happy that that draft uh, played out because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I was about ready to just be like oh another one we gotta do this I again no um, but yeah, it, it, it's a blow, man. So um, now you also the other hat that you wear. You, you're the co-host of the, of the Pick Six podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like to call him Ron Bayless. <laughs> 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 when you write, you write, but when you're wrong, you are absolutely wrong, man. But I love it. It's, it's one of the best shows in, in FML. Um, what do you enjoy most about the Pick Six podcast? You know, from your point of view, the responses. Uh, cause so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like go back into the past again for, for a minute. When we, when we started doing GDP, uh, I think we had it as a different title back then. I don't, I can't remember correctly, but when it first happened, it was myself, Malibu and Estrada all commentating at the same time. And it got to the point where I would just randomly blurt out predictions and they were happening or it, I'd say something before somebody <laughs> would do it and so it turned into like a Tony Romo-esque type thing right um, right <laughs> because it, it was starting to happen over and over or I would like literally say like this is what you need to look out for this is what they need to be careful of and then that would be what they're being exposed with or whatever the case may be so it turned into that right so that's um, where that came from I was right. wondering why they called you Romo yeah yeah and so <laughs> I've just kind of like I haven't made as many predictions um, at least on GDP recently I'll probably go back to doing it but it used to be a whole ritual I, I'd eat like literally eat while talking to Malibu and Estrada pre pre uh, GDP and then I'd be finished eating by the time that we'd start and I noticed the days that I was eating I'd have better predictions the, the days where I just showed up and was ready to go I wouldn't wouldn't be on it but uh it was kind of funny the way that worked out but yeah, so that's how the the, the Jeromo thing kind of came into play. <laughs> Jeromo. Um, yeah, that's that's what Malibu called me for a little bit, and then it just started being you know Rome or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but Taco, or as he is known by, already know SB um, in Pick Six. It was kind of yeah. it was kind of his idea. He mentioned it last season, or not last season, last cycle as like something that he was interested in doing, but it never mm-hmm. it never really took off. Um, and Malibu and I have always done podcasts for like the league. We used to do them very often, um, but then we started to make it to a routine period because of how fast advances go. Like it used to be like weeks one through four, four through eight, eight through twelve, so yeah. on and so forth. Like we used to do them often, and we'd even have live ones. Um, but then we started to kind of make it a little bit more spread out, which I feel like has helped us um, for the most part because. Um, even mm-hmm. when we do like predictions on there and be close to being spot on or completely wrong. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, pick six came up. We, I, I agreed to help Taco with it at first. I was like, damn, how am I going to do this and the podcast at the same time? But it, but it's worked out so far. Um, and it's just fun because 
being able to kind of just you know shoot the shit talk about it mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people what's the reason why i say the responses is because a lot of people don't understand that pick six <laughs> is like you know media you have a persona right and so yeah um i wouldn't say that it's scripted but we definitely have personas that we have when like yeah. we are you you were on it we freestyled yeah it. yeah so but you have a persona obviously that kind of takes over that you that you want to channel through and start making predictions certain teams you want to target i think mine has always been a boogie <laughs> even yeah. um even uh on the regular podcast and it was it was never because i never i didn't like boogie but it was just because of like the responses or the way he would respond throughout the season because boogie before this cycle was bad like very bad um, yeah that's what I heard. Yeah, and so it was kind of well, not terrible. He was kind of at the stage of where he could be really good if he if he played mistake free, or he'd be really bad because he turned over the ball too much. And his biggest he problem was like he wouldn't make reads; he would just throw it to his primary receiver. And so I feel like him choosing the Bills this time helped him kind of spread the wealth and make some reads because his decision making this cycle has been completely different from previous cycles um and so Josh Allen has been a blessing to Boogie I mean we'll we'll keep that out there but yeah but um so yeah so he's always been like a main target like no matter how well he's doing right Rome's gonna bring up Boogie somehow or yeah um and so yeah and so so we knew that when this all started right whatever predictions or whatever teams we were favoring in the beginning was kind of the people that we probably should continue to favor as the seasons go on because that's how it works right you know um skip mm-hmm. in real life always favors the spurs and the cowboys right and, and um, tom brady and tom brady and then you got uh shannon favoring lebron and stuff like that so like you each person obviously has their favorite each person has their own opinions right and it <laughs> it, it helps so much when it comes time for us to pick topics because we can kind of like we're we sometimes we start laughing when we're picking the topics because we already know what each other's gonna say. Um, you know it's about to be crazy because FML is its own organic stuff pops up anyway. It, it could be as we're talking right now, something could be popping off right now in the circus, right? To where you got a storyline with it. So I, I bet y'all be in there cracking up when y'all y'all see the topics coming now. Right, right. So like when topics pop up, we already start laughing, like because we know what each other's gonna say. Um, we don't like I said it's not rehearsed it's it's totally off the rip but it's just it's funny that we know each other's opinions so well that when we pick a topic we already know what direction the other person's gonna go in we don't know like yeah. what they're gonna say but we know probably who they're gonna bring up or what they might joke about or something like that and then it just goes from there um, like this last one we did we did uh, Rome's Roast and I had no idea oh man I had no brilliant. idea that was coming <laughs> Um, which is great. No, because... That was awesome, man. <laughs> the way you went off, the way Ron went off, I was like, nah, he he must have he must have had this down the pipe. Like either he's been having this, having this on his chest for a while, or he has this written down. But like he went in, and uh, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and that was an idea I think that we originally came up with in previous shows. Um, it wasn't exactly Rome's roast, but we wanted to kind of target certain teams and then kind of go in on them. 
Mm-hmm. But when Rome's roast happened, I had no idea that it was about to happen and I didn't know exactly what the criteria was. So to me, I felt like I was excited because it was something that we had already discussed previously, like before, like a long time ago. And then so for it to finally get implemented, I was like, oh, okay, I'm about to go out on this. Um, yeah. And, that's, and, it's, and it's probably going to, it's, I'd, I'd say from the feedback, it's more than likely going to be a, a regular thing. Um, what's tough is some of the guys that, you know, Rome would roast is no longer here, but I'm sure there'll be others yeah. that, that step into that spot. Yeah, moment of silence for that. That's <laughs> man, but and that's that's the brilliant thing about the pick six, and, and what it does is it, it brings a bigger stage to like your GDP games, you know, even playoff games. Like me, the game between me and Koozie had like twenty views, you know, on a on a on a Monday morning. So that right. would not have that many views if the pick six podcast didn't go down. And like I said, I was just responding to a question you guys gave me, but you know, it is what it is. And, and that type of stuff is what makes, it, it adds so much to the league. So um, I definitely feel cool. like it, uh, it changes the way some people play. Look at Joe right now. At the moment exactly. I said, the moment that, that <laughs> Romy Rome said, I give up on Joe, he's not gonna do anything. I'm tired of rooting for him. Yeah. He, made, he made playoffs. So I noticed that. I was like, we went in on Joe on the last episode, and I'm like, now Joe cleaned it up and went, you know. DZ but that's kind of what we was going yeah. through. Yeah, these are the exact same thing. And he's on a whole he's on a warpath right now. But, oh God. If he doesn't so, make the bowl this season, I don't know. But he's yeah, he is <laughs> He is killing it right now. Like he is yeah, on top of it. Um, I, I can speak for everybody in the NFC right now. If you see DZ on the schedule, you kind of like you know you, you gotta you gotta get ready because he, he's just on a different level right now. I'm not. I'm just saying that you know from from a coach's standpoint, he's on a level right now to where he he's in the prime position to go on a run. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the only thing that can stop DZ right now is him. I knew that DZ was going to have a strong postseason, um, mostly after the GDP game that we had where he just was playing lights out. Um, I was like, wow, like this isn't the normal DZ on GDP. (laughs) Normally he's making mistakes or overthinking. He was lighting it up. And then he had to play Falcons at the end of the season, which obviously helped me out because I dropped the ball um, my, my last game. And he was just beating up on Jada. Like it, he didn't care about injuries or his seating being locked yeah, in already. He was just like, no, I want all momentum. I'm gonna beat up this dude. <laughs> Played Jerome later, ended up beating me, and then now he's he's gonna move on um, to whoever he whoever he faces. I don't know if it's gonna be you. Uh, you might be the highest seed, depending on not debate, uh, depending uh, on Eagles and 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 yeah, WFT. It'll but be, it'll be me and. Um... Me and Aponte next round, and then uh, DZ playing one of the winner of that game, the Eagles game. Yeah, so, so it'll probably be DZ and Taco, and I think DZ mm-hmm. kind of gave Taco the business last time they played. So um, it'll be it'll be yep. interesting to see. But like you said, the NFC is it's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I mean, you don't really just want to line up on on anybody. Um, so it, it's it's gonna be. This playoff is going to be crazy. The AFC hadn't even got started yet, but um, it's a lot of storylines over there. But we, we'll kind of cover that again. We'll see. We'll talk about that on the pick <laughs> six when we got that. But um, 
soon as I get home, I'm going get that brand new Bentley. I'ma honk the horn, riding past the penitentiary. I'ma drive slow, riding past the elementary. Then give it to my walls, tell them don't even mention. Uh, one time. For the hustlers and the young moms My presidential says crunch time Looking in my son's eyes Only time I see an upside I tell him he gon' be a tough guy Never be a punchline Tell him never wait in one line Tell him not even a lunch line Pray more than sometimes When the cops come your tongue tied Take dirt, make a mud pie Looking out the window But yeah man, so On top of everything else that you do And you know, all the hats that you wear in FML, you've been here for a while. You you kind of been the OG. So your your analysis is going to be up there. You know, I put yours up there with, you know, Taco. If I ask Malibu the same question, I need I need your top five FML coaches right now. Mm. All right, well, I'm going to say this one. and know it's not pick six related, but, but Mac definitely is up there. Um. Mac seems to be everybody's number one. Out of everybody I asked on here, Mac is the number one. So we we got that one. I got yeah. So I got Mac. Um, Aponte definitely has to be up there. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is tough because I feel like a lot of guys that were top in previous cycles are not doing it this time. Um, at least from what I'm seeing, I would put it's you a whole up, new Madden. I would put you up there, but you've only been here for what? This is your third season or second and a half season? I know you got a bowl already, so I'm gonna yeah, wait. Second and a half. Yeah, I, that's a that's a pretty good resume. I ain't gonna campaign for it, <laughs> but you know, if I ain't if I ain't top five, at least this in the most humble way. If I ain't top five right now, I don't know. So current current users, I'd have to go Mac, Aponte, um, Malibu, and Taco. Mm-hmm. And this fifth, it honestly would have been Walter, but he's not here. So hey, no DZ in the top five. Mm, I got to see more from DZ. I'm gonna put a, <laughs> I'm gonna put Estrada up there because Estrada won two bowls last cycle. Um, I know he's kind of in a tough spot right now, but I feel like he'll he'll get it figured out eventually. Uh, yeah, yeah. He Estrada's one of those guys. I'm I'm not ready to count him out yet, but yeah, I've seen what Estrada can do. This so. this list used to be tougher. <laughs> it used to be much tougher to <laughs> to try and put together. But I feel like a lot of we've had things with people leaving or issues. Um, Bubba was yeah. a top user, right? He's gone. Entro was a top user when he wanted to be available. He's gone. Um, Ocho is yeah. usually up there. Um, you know, Koozie's been, been pretty solid since he joined. You, yeah. DZ. There's a, there's a lot of guys up there. Boogie's starting to finally, cut the, I'd say, move up a little bit, even though he's in the easiest division. Iota <laughs> is, is pretty solid, too. Like, there's there's a lot of really good users. There's a lot here. of names, Yeah, bro. and a so, lot of like, I could literally sit here and just go over everybody, but I'm not. Um, it, 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 yeah. It'll be, be determined. Like, I, like we said earlier, this next season leading into the next, I would say, two or three seasons is going to really separate, you know, who bummy and who not. So, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> I know that was a tough question. Man. I know you've seen a lot of cats come through here, a lot of guys ball out, but, um, yeah, we've had some phenomenal users in the past that just, that just didn't work out. We've had guys that would win 
the bowl every season. Um, you don't know this, but we we originally had his name was uh, Jalen. I can't remember what Jay. He went by Jay. Jay. Yeah, Taco was telling me about him. Yeah, I think on the other episode. I think you've heard. Yeah, you've heard about Jay. But Jay was like nobody could beat Jay. Like Jay was the toughest person. The only person or people that really could compete with Jay was like Malibu Aponte and Taco. Walter was at one point like he was really tough to play too. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, and we had this whole thing go down, and it turned out uh, honestly better for the league. But Jay left, and then somebody else that his boy uh, Lee, who was originally in, they le- uh, he left with him. I wouldn't say leave, but they were removed from the league. Um, and it kind of, in my opinion, it made the league closer and better. Like it made it more competitive in a way because you'd see the top guys every single time um, just kind of show up. Like Jay would be, I think he had the Falcons one cycle, like Madden 19. He'd be the number one team and it didn't matter who was about to face him in the playoffs. He was going to make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, oh man, yeah, I've like seen that before. Yeah, and so once they were removed from this, like from the scenario, like everything I feel like has been so much better. Like, yeah, act, act, activeness has been better. Um, everybody, like, just more so in the league. We obviously we've seen people bully each other in here a little bit, but um, <laughs> it's just everybody's closer in my opinion um like the admin team is tighter like it just it seems like that whole situation that went down made the league so much better and now we have guys um look at boston right boston yeah we didn't expect much from him after season one and two now he's in the playoffs at 12 and what five so in a real threat in a real threat too like he's playing at a high level so it just it it's it helped pave the way for other guys to come in and be able to compete. And I've been in many leagues. I've never seen a league be as competitive as FML is. Cause like I just said, we had him, uh, Jay at that point who was like top dog every time. And there's a lot of leagues like that where it's just one or two people that are constantly winning the bulls. Now it's so spread out. I mean, we have Mac who's one six now, but in between all of his Super Bowls, it was different people winning it. Like, we right. had Taco, Estrada, um, Aponte Malibu won a few. Entro uh, uh, won one. Mancha's been there, but he's never won one. Boogie went there last season versus you. Um, but it was it was a different... It was different. Like, it wasn't like Mac was to the bowl every single season. He either make it and lose, yeah. or we'd see new faces. And so, mm-hmm. it's it's been great. I feel like the way that it's been. Um, and to me, from a league aspect, when you're looking at a league, I think that's when it's the most enjoyable is when you got different guys. Number one, each coach has their own identity. You know what they're going to bring, what, what style of coach they are, that type of stuff. And, and I think the content and, you know, the podcasts and even the articles that Deezy write up, those kind of help bring that out. And not only that, we get different guys in, in the Super Bowl or in the conference championships each each year. Like that's everybody can be anybody can be anybody. And that's that's where we're at right now. And that's a, a great spot to be at. Um, yeah, there's no <laughs> just over the top guys, you know. Right. Because it's when you join a league and you see that it's like the top two people or they don't have like great structure or rules set in place. It just it, it's never a good situation. I've left after joining FML, I've left a lot of leagues. 
just because of me being used to the structure here um, and not really enjoying what was going on over there. Guys using money plays all the time or custom playbooks offensively. Um, just yeah. rules not being set in place, it, not sent. Like, it's just uh, FML, man. <laughs> I know I'm an admin and I'm saying, like, there's nothing else like it, but <laughs> it's it's true. Like, when you join and then you kind of start to venture out and see other leagues, you can just see the difference. Um, and I feel like it helps you appreciate it a lot more. We have guys that leave that want to come back or guys that have been kicked that want to come back, right? So that's not just a, that's not random, you know? That that's that means that they obviously miss being here type of thing, so. Yeah. Hey, couldn't say it better, man. And, I, and that's speaking from experience myself. Like I, you know, I've been through a lot of leagues. I kind of treat, <laughs> treat it like a situation, like if I see some red flags early, I'm gonna get up out of there. It's kind of like, kind of like dating chicks you know <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta know when to fold it and so but fml has has a thing where it's you know it, it's organic but at the same time it works it, it works like a world oil machine and you know shout out you know you guys like you malibu estrada and, and smooth you guys kind of nipping stuff in the bud catching it early um it's it's a necessary it's a necessary thing so yeah, it's hard to find. and I know a lot of people because there's always one or two people that feel like we're ignoring things or not paying attention to certain stuff. But um, I feel like we pay attention to like suggestions more than anything else. Um, like if, if there's if there's valid input from somebody else saying like, hey, I don't like this. And then they're not the only they're not the only one. Like there's multiple users bringing it up. Right. We usually take that. And then we evaluate it at our level, right? Like we, we'll have a call, we'll discuss it in commission chat. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like there's been plenty of times where guys are disgruntled and they don't like what's going on from a certain thing or somebody did something in a game that they didn't necessarily agree with, but it's not, it's not a broken rule, right? So it's like a gray area. But then it comes down to us having like to discuss it. Um, and I don't think a lot of people truly see that yeah Yeah. there's a lot of things that go down behind the scenes that a lot of people don't don't recognize um whether it be good or bad but yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this i'm gonna ask you this because i know we we cut time a little bit but from my admin brain and i guess from just uh actual user in fml what is something you would like to see different in FML, whether it be gameplay wise or rule wise, uh, at where we're at now? Different. Um, if everything cool, everything cool. I, I there's not much that I probably disagree with. I was really big on us adding an extra minute to the quarters. That was something that I was mm-hmm. a big fan of. Oh man, that was huge. Yeah, I said that before the cycle, but then we were like, no, because we're not gonna have. Um, play clock on so you know it'll be fine like it's not going to be making much difference and i was like all right cool but then it, it started to be kind of noticeable and the, the scores haven't changed it's kind right. of it's helped um some stats in a way but this cycle is probably the closest i've seen like interceptions or sack stats at the end of the season being the way that they are like sim yeah. real uh it's honestly been 
been beautiful. The only outlier I would say is uh, Mac breaking the record with uh, <laughs> middle linebacker with yeah. JOW. Yeah, no, nah, but that boy is a, is a savage. You know, any yeah. league I see him in, he's doing it. But no, nah, the eight minute, the adding the minute was 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 perfect. Yeah, um, I was a big fan of that. Um, there's not, I mean, there's nothing really too much. I would say that I wish guys would not be so quick to uh want to submit like rule violations on each other because yeah some some guys will lose or see something that they think that they saw and immediately uh make an assumption right and then submit a clip before they really even look at the clip again or yeah or the info um and then you know we'll take the time to evaluate it and be like okay well that's not a rule break i don't understand what what's going on right now um and so that's that's one thing, but but you know that comes with emotions. I guess some people obviously can't take losing the same way as others, um, or yeah, if, I don't if, know what it is, man. Or if I would say if some users either have a bad rep or they don't necessarily get along very well, they kind of target each other a little bit. I've seen that happen a few times, um, but other than that, like I feel like everything's been great. Uh, statistically, this is probably one of the most sim seasons we've had, with the exception of JOK, like you said. <laughs> um, but, oh. but, but yeah, it's just I, I, I agree with that. Sense. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and on the violation thing, yes, I, I would suggest everybody watch their watch their game back. One, watching the film is going to help you get better, and then two. You know, if you in your if you're in your feelings and you want to submit a violation, please watch it back before you submit the violation. Uh, and I'm only speaking from experience. I, like I told you, I played DZ like two weeks ago, and the way that he was getting in, I hadn't seen that type of pressure before. And I was like, man, he doing something wild. And, and you know, even Aponte seen it on his on his screen, on his uh, you know, when he played DZ. But I watched it. I watched the film back. I went about to submit no violation or nothing. But I watched the film back and I said, "Nah, he just kicked my chest in, pretty much." Right. You just got to pick up the blitz better. And so, I you got to watch the film back so you can kind of one see what really happened, and then and that way you lead off of facts and not emotion. That's that's just how you need to handle it anyway. That's Cause... life. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, nah, I was just saying that's that's life. <laughs> oh yeah, like. I'd say probably the one rule that we get the most submissions for, with the exception of the rushing rule, is the 70-30 rule. And oh, man. sometimes I will say there's like at least if if Aponte says it, it's more than likely true. Um, mm. Like if he brings up, hey, this is it looks like this person violated and it won't ever be like his game. So, you know, it's not like out of emotion. Um, but he's like, hey, this game might be 70-30. It might be you might be a little jacked up here. You guys might want to take a look at it. I would say nine times out of ten he's right. But th- there's been other situations yeah. <laughs> where where there's others like, hey man, uh, I just played this guy and it looked like they ran like 84% zone. I'm like, that's a lot. Okay, let me go look. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like 65% zone. Like it it, it won't yeah. even be close. Um, because you some, took time out your day to go check out what he said. You know, sitting here literally looking at yeah. it like. Tallying up every play, uh, um, yeah. But in a lot of, I think I don't know if it's if it's that, but also a lot of people um, where guys feel like they didn't break the rule, they don't understand that we also look at the plays that either were like penalties or no huddle, right? Like because it doesn't show you the play art, but you can tell by. 
the way the secondary reacts or the way that the linebackers move if you're not using them. Like, you can tell what's a zone and what's a man, you know? Right. So, um, that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people don't don't recognize. But, yeah, that if, if everybody could just kind of take a deep breath, relax, right? Like, kick back for a second. If you lost, you're lost. If you feel like you saw something that you, you didn't like, then take a minute, review it, and then submit it. But don't just lose and then immediately come into, <laughs> come into every single commission's DM saying, hey, <laughs> this person broke this rule. And then we're like, all right, well, get us a clip. And they never submit it or whatever the case may be. So, Yeah, straight up, straight up. Well, man, I, I ain't want to keep you too long. It was a lot of other stuff I wanted to talk on. We, we might have to do like a part two or something like that. But uh, I know I'm going to be having you back for the commission episode as well. But um, appreciate it. I wanted to talk about the Patriots and old Tom Brady too. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have you know, to get me but, and Malibu on that one. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta take that head on. And um, <laughs> another idea that I had though, and I don't know, man, because I like Anchor. It's easy to do. But I wanted to kind of go back and forth, maybe do some live episodes on Twitch so guys can leave comments. You know, if they got questions for you or whoever I'm having on, yeah. you know, they can ask it. But I'm trying to see if I'm going to go ahead and switch to that a little bit too. Um, that's, a, that's a great idea, honestly. We've done that for, I mean, you know, we did it for the, the live draft. I oh, know you don't know because you weren't here. Um, were you yeah. on the wait list then? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no. So... Yeah, we would always do the GDPs live. Not the GDP, the the team picks at the beginning of the cycle. we do that live. And they'd be like me, Malibu, and Estrada analyze everybody's picks. Mm-hmm. Like like a real like a real draft. Um, and then Malibu yeah. and I used to do live ones on Twitch too. And like you said, go off of some people's feedback. So that's, that's that sounds like a good idea too because it helps you think of questions. Um, I know when we had you on pick six, it was great because it was like a whole nother mind, right? Like when you get used to kind of going over the same stuff or talking to the same people, it's always great to add another, another flair to it, to where you kind of get other people's opinions. um, Cause I feel like it makes the show more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would like to get to a point to where it's more, um, I don't want to say freestyle, but I wanted I wanted to be able to go and, and go down these spectrums of or rabbit holes that we didn't really necessarily plan, but it's good conversation, right? Like a barbershop, you know. Yeah. Um, and so going the live route, not only would do that, but also help help with the planning because I could plan a topic, I could plan an episode, like even with Ocho uh, for last one, I could plan an episode and certain things will happen in the league or happen in the in the season and now i gotta kind of scratch it or, or move the episode to a different day or something like that because you want to be on par with that so um just a thought just a thought mm-hmm. but um but man i appreciate your time is there anything else you want to let the fml fam know nah uh well first off appreciate you for having me on here um Hopefully we can get you back on pick six here soon, especially hey, anytime, with some of the, the predictions you had. But uh, nah, I'm just I'm I'm really glad that the the draft situation turned out the way that it did. Now we're all having a good cycle. Um, I would say you know keep the trolling to a minimal, right? We lost a few trolls already, Man. so don't no need for you to pick up the slack. But just keep just keep the great atmosphere going. I feel like a lot of the I'd say the troubled people that we had are gone 
um and i feel like the the core group that we have is, is a phenomenal group so hopefully yeah. we can keep we can keep all the same users by the time the cycle's over and moving into the next cycle yeah for sure I mean, hope, hopefully we see the turnover slow down and um you know a lot of the guys that were trolling you kind of see that as a as an example don't learn the lesson that they were taught you know mm. uh, just kind of taking a look at it because you know it's cool it, it hypes up maybe for like a week or two to bring in storylines but like at the end of the day it gets annoying and it just brings in a bad uh bad vibe so you pretty much end up booted and so just you know especially I, I if you take that. it too far yeah if, yeah. if, if it if it affects scheduling of games or yeah you, like yeah. come on dog come on dog and, and one more thing before we head out, now that you are, you know, respectfully on the couch, who, <laughs> what, what's your Super Bowl prediction right here? I need, I need a Roman Rome prediction. Ah, uh, Roman Rome prediction. I wasn't ready for that. Let me get into the mindset. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl prediction, I'd have to say probably Browns and Vikings. I think we're going to get a repeat of Browns and Vikings. Uh, that's easy. That's a, that's well, a, that's the you, cop out way, man. That's you, you want to give me at least two minutes? I can go roll Rome on you real quick. That's Vegas eyes. <laughs> I can, go ahead, you got it. Yeah, I'll explain I need, it. I need so, to know why. Yeah, so honestly, in my opinion, the only two teams that stand out in the AFC right now are the Browns and the Jags. But the Jags have probably had one of the most inconsistent seasons I think I've seen for them, right? And I don't know how that's going to carry you into the playoffs because there's been a lot of games where they're ahead or they're in perfect position to win in Malibu and the offense seemed to get a little carried away by trying to kill their opponent rather than manage the rest of the game. Yep. Um, yep. And so for him, I feel like that might backfire or he may not necessarily um, that offensive line and Trevor, man, can, can hurt him. If, if ETN isn't involved early on, I feel like there's a lot of things that could go wrong because Trevor um, isn't with how rated, high rated he is, he's not the most accurate uh, quarterbacks. Um, right. Right. And and so from him, I don't think Boogie's gonna make it that far. I think he'll beat Joe, but after that, I think he's gonna hit a wall. Um, I just the AFC side right now, it's probably the most unbalanced playoff seedings we've seen this cycle. I feel it's like, like Mars Madness over there, man. Yeah, the, the first two seasons I felt like were great. Last season for the AFC was phenomenal. It looked like yeah. anybody could win, and the fact that Boogie made Super Bowl is just. A, awesome job by him but this season just looks weird for them and really the only two teams in the NFC that stand out to me that are left is you and um, Carolina I feel like Aponte's team is built to win um, and get the job done so I feel like and this isn't a shot at you no disrespect I feel like he he his secondary just matches up so well with your offense. Yeah. And it's gonna be really tough for you. You can win. You could you could definitely win, but it's gonna be tough because just the way that he manages everything and the way he sets up his team defensively. Um and I think obviously whoever wins that game is gonna face DZ and then just the war path that DZ's on right now, I think will push him into the Super Bowl. Um and then it'll be Browns and and Vikings. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see where you would say that because in this, in this season, DZ has beaten both me and Aponte, mm-hmm. and um, the NFC East. You know, shout out to them guys, Taco and Eagles, but I don't think they're really seeing. 
no uh, diesel no so um as far as aponte that game i'm i'm, I'm typically humble on this podcast but i'm gonna <laughs> I'm put it like this uh that game i didn't know i, I didn't see aponte as a click on user i didn't respect his click on i put it like that mm-hmm. he put it on swap ball which is very very smart there there's a there's a counter to everything I did not expect him to, to do that, and I didn't realize he was on swap ball until maybe fourth quarter game or too late. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying them, and I only threw like four jump balls, but usually they're, they're pretty efficient. And so, but when that's in the game plan, I can kind of get out of my actual game plan. And so that kind of got away with Aponte, but we, we're definitely about to see what's up with that uh, come Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever we advance. And I'm looking forward to that one. So, yeah. Um, and like you said, no, no disrespect to Taco or or Boston, but <laughs> none. I, shout out no, to the NFC. Yeah, <laughs> no, none at all. But I just feel like um, Taco's offense right now isn't built to get to the ball. And Eagles, no. I feel like his inexperience might play a part. So yeah, it's it's like I said, Deezy right now, and this is just as real as I can keep it. Deezy right now, only person that can be Deezy right now is Deezy. Yeah. And, uh, if we meet again and you know it's gonna be our third time and you know it's, it's got to go down but right now he's playing excellent football so i will say this and i'll leave it at this because i don't want to go into it too much um if he gets the chance to play a ponte like so let's say a ponte beats you and then he has mm. to face him i just feel like he has to play mistake free versus a ponte if you make one mistake versus a ponte it's over I don't know, dog. I think I think if a punt and play, it's gonna get ugly for mm. for the Panthers. We'll that's, see. That's my that's my best. So I kind of agree with you on on the Super Bowl thing, but like I said, if I end up playing DZ, it, it's gonna be a different story. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just hey, I can only call it like I see it, man. I, I'm telling you right now, like the regular season was 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 play play. But it's time to turn it on, and we, we're gonna see what's up. Yeah. But um, and that's all I got to say. We're gonna close this one out, and, <laughs> and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see y'all next time, man. I'm gonna let you guys know if I go live, start to do a live on my Twitch. All that information will be there. Um, it'll be kind of get be good to get some of the guys on here. Um, and we're looking forward to the next pick six. When is that dropping, man? Well, it was supposed to be today. Um, or whenever this releases, at Monday was when it was supposed to go. But yeah. Um, but with the whole playoff stuff being delayed and the, everybody not scheduling on time, right? We we didn't get we we had a special show in mind for playoffs, right? And we weren't able to do it. So um, Mondays is when it releases, though. Gotcha. So. Hey, we're gonna keep a lookout for that, man, and. Uh... I definitely appreciate your time, man. And as always, I appreciate your service to this country. I appreciate it. Uh, Jerome, one of the realists. We got another legendary episode with a legendary guest in the FML. I appreciate your time, man. Bless up. Thank you. Appreciate you.
logo on my flow mat. Courtside Chamberlain throwback match my Rolex. Everywhere I go, flex. Valet park on some low shit. Whole lot of smoke in that Rory, that thing potent.